All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Simple Ways to Have a Good Life podcast. My name is James, and I've spent the last 10 years helping people in a variety of different ways. This podcast is where I take everything I've learned and I give it to you for free every two weeks. We're at the point in this podcast where I have to assume I'm going to talk about things I've already talked about before. Like I was looking and there's a bunch of episodes um, that I've already made. And so especially now as we're going through and talking about the things that have been the most useful to my clients over the past 10, 15 years or so, we've got to be hitting on things that I've already talked about. But I figured that a lot of people are not going to go back and listen to all the old episodes. I'm not even sure I'd want you to because, uh, you know, people, you know, we change a lot as people over the years. And I know that I've changed a lot over the past four or five years or however long it's been since I started this thing. And so, you know, maybe the updated versions of these, of these things that I say and these ideas will be better. So today I wanted to talk about one of the things that I think is probably most important for us to get ourselves right with in life. And that's the, that's the idea of control what we can control, what we cannot control. I think this is especially important these days for a few reasons. Number one, we exercise such a technological control over this planet, and we all have so much control over minor decisions in our lives that I think that we maybe have gotten to a place where we think we have more control than we do. And this leads to a whole lot of trouble. I think the second reason is that, you know, the more I talk to people, especially since about 2020, I guess, you know, really like the pandemic and things like that, we are becoming so unhealthy as a species. We are becoming so unhealthy as people that I think that that we need to start letting some things be out of our control. A lot of the things that we do have control over, we're making terrible decisions. When it comes to just the way we live our lives, you know, our sleep, our stress, the way we eat, how we spend our time. Like we are just not making healthy decisions. And this is I'm, this is not like me attacking anybody. This is true of me too. But, you know, I look at things like, you know, social media and the amount of control that's given us over, you know, what we consume and what we see and and who is in our life. Um, we, we're, not, we're not exercising that control well. We're not doing a good job of that. And so I think that, I think really just putting some thought into what we can control, what we can't control, and what we do with the things we can control is super important. So over the years, one of the most regular conversations I've had is talking to people about dividing things up into three categories. There's the things you have complete control over, the things you have no control over, and the things you have conditional control over. Man, this conversation is so frequent and one I've had so often that is that I just paused recording here to go check the my my dashboard my episodes dashboard cuz i feel like i just talked about this so if i if i did in a in a recent episode and, and i didn't happen to title it being about control just bear with me um i don't know if i'm getting old i don't know if i talk too much uh i it, it feels familiar but i'm not sure that i have but that's because i have this conversation with people on a on a daily basis sometimes because so much of the suffering people bring to me is about things they cannot control. So let's talk about those three kinds of control. The things we have no control over are pretty obvious. The weather, politics, um, other other people, uh, across the board, other people. We, we do not have control over a, a majority of the larger scale things in the world. And there's nothing we can do about that. Conditional control is it's it's a bigger it's a big category but it's smaller than no control in my opinion 
But there are things you have conditional control over. You can control what you eat so long as the supermarket keeps it in stock, uh, so long as you can afford it. You can control where you go so long as the roads are open, so long as they don't cancel your flight, you know, things like that. You can control what you do with your body so long as nobody kidnaps you, so long as you don't get so sick that you're bedridden, so long as you don't, I don't know, break a leg. Uh, conditional control takes up a whole, whole lot of of the space in this conversation. And then there's the, the then there's the topic of total control. This one is is a tough one, but in my opinion, we only have complete control over one thing, and that is our response to all the things we don't have control over. I don't think that there's anything else that we always exercise control over. And so the thing is, is that a lot of the conversations I have with people center around the no control. You know, I have people who are upset about politics. They're upset about the weather. They're upset about, you know, global warming. They're upset about what their spouse is doing, what their kids are doing. They're upset about other drivers. They're upset about the way people are behaving on airplanes and in the store. You know, there's it's it's becoming increasingly documented that just as a society here in America, we're not behaving well. We are acting uh, like children. I see people throwing tantrums in public. And it's a bizarre thing, especially here where I live, because this is the friendliest place I've ever been in my life. But I see a difference after 2020 and after COVID and after the lockdowns and after all of that of how people behave. I've seen more road rage incidents in the past few months than in the, than in the total 20 years I've lived here. And it sounds like these things are starting to be kind of documented in studies and people are seeing this, you know, our schools are falling apart. The, the number of critical or serious incidents have tripled in some school districts, things like that. So this is what people bring to me often is what's upsetting them. And, and and as I talk about it, like, like I, like something inside of me wants to get upset about it as well, because these are not good things. These are not what we want to see in our society and in the people around us. But really what I, what I always come back to is that I don't, I don't understand why I need to get upset over things I have no control over. I, the, like, I can get as upset as I want about global warming and I could do everything in my power. Let's say I switch to a, not even to an electric car, I switch to a bicycle and I make my yard like a, like a wildlife refuge for butterflies and bumblebees. And I go like where my carbon footprint is negative, if that's even a thing. I can do all that and it's not going to change anything. It, it, the idea that individual people are what's driving global warming is insane. It's It's massive corporations and militaries. There is nothing I can do to change that. So I'm not going to get too upset and worry about it. I cannot change politics. I cannot change the, I can't, I can't even impact the politics in my city. Like I'm a nobody. And I think I'm probably cut out to be a nobody. I like helping people on an individual basis, like person to person. I'm not cut out for that higher level leadership stuff. So I'm not going to get too upset about it. If there's a place where I can have an impact, I'm going to have that impact so long as I think that I'm knowledgeable about it and I can do it well. But outside of that, I'm not going to let it come in and mess with me. I think where people really get twisted up about this is that we think that if somebody is close to us, a friend, uh, our spouse, our kids, that we exert some kind of control over them. And we, we, we never do. We only exert the control over people that they allow us to have. And sometimes we do this through leverage. I get that. Like your, your work exerts control over you by controlling whether you get to eat or not. Um, or what, you know, if you like your job or if you need your job, then they have some leverage over you. But you are choosing to allow them to use that leverage. They could say, do this or get fired. And you could say, cool, fire me. And they, they can't do nothing about that. 
So I think that like the the illusion of closeness, or I guess not the illusion of closeness, that closeness brings us the illusion of control if we're not careful. And that causes us a lot of suffering because we're getting invested in things that we can't do anything about. I think the bigger problem with control or trying to control things we can't control is that then we are taking time and energy that we could be putting into that conditional control or that total control. And we're wasting that energy on stuff that we can't do anything about. So when we look at the conditional control, even then I encourage people, pay attention to the part that you can have an impact on, pay attention to where your control is and let the rest go. If you really want strawberries and you go to the store and they don't have them, then in that moment, it is your job to take responsibility and take control over your response to that thing you cannot control. Maybe get blueberries, maybe get a banana. I don't know. I don't know what the equivalent of strawberries is. Maybe just go home and be an adult and understand that just sometimes things don't work out. That's just the way it is. When we get caught up, if I go to the store and I want the strawberries and all I can focus on is that I, I, I the strawberries I wanted are not here. And why are they not here? And who's in charge of ordering? And is this the supply chain? And thanks Biden or thanks China or thanks Trump or thank whoever I'm going to blame in that moment. Like I'm not, I'm not looking at where I do have some control over, over choosing something else. We regularly give away the control we have by trying to control the things that we, that we can't do anything about. And that is a ridiculous way to live. That's thoroughly irrational. And we do this because I really think that we, that we, we feel a measure of like we're having an impact, we feel a measure of control or validity when we complain about things, when we, you know, when we, when we try to figure out who's to blame. Like, let's say that I go down to the store and there's no strawberries and we find out that this kid, Mike, is responsible. Mike didn't order strawberries this week. And I flip out and I yell at Mike and I file complaints about him. And, you know, I do, I do the whole, I guess you'd call it a Karen thing these days, but I do that whole thing. Mike gets fired. And you know what? I still don't got any strawberries. That didn't do nothing for me. That didn't help me at all. It makes me feel a little bit better. Actually, that wouldn't make me feel better. I just feel terrible. I don't, I don't do that shit. If, if the store doesn't have something, it doesn't have something. It's my responsibility to, to respond to that. And I could go to another store. Let's say there's no strawberries in town. I mean, do I go to the mayor? Do I go to the governor? It, this is ridiculous because we're talking about strawberries, something that's not really that important. But this applies to everything. This applies to our spouse doing what we want them to do, to our kids doing what we think they should do, to gas at the pump, to the to jobs, to everything. When we can settle into an understanding of what we do have control over and let the rest go, we're happier because we're not focusing on the stuff we can't do anything about and our lives start to fall into place because we are using our time and energy on the things we can impact. And that is so, so, so important. When it comes to the total control thing, that's the key to life right there. The key to life is recognizing that you have control over your response to all the things you can't control. I can never control other people. I cannot control their decisions. I cannot control their actions. I cannot control their attitude. I cannot control their beliefs. And leaning into that idea about, you know, competency and control, I shouldn't have that control. If God came down and gave me a magic wand and said like, yo, you wave this and people are going to do what you say, I'm going to give it right back because I'm going to make a mess of that. There are so many things that I was dead certain that I was right about that I, it turned out I wasn't. And so I'm not going to inflict that on anybody. But when I am caught up on trying to change these things that I can't change and that I probably don't have any business changing, 
I'm not controlling my response. I'm not controlling my response. If somebody cuts me off in traffic, there's nothing I can do about that. I can decide if I'm going to flip them off or chase them down or run them off the road or say a quick prayer for their safety. I have that choice and and how I feel about the situation and how and and like whether I'm right with myself about the situation, it all hinges on that. It all hinges on that. We spend so much time putting our energy into things that we can't do anything about that we fail to put that energy into the things we can. And then we wonder why it feels like we're out of control. It feels like we don't have any power in our lives. It's a crazy way to live. And we can stop it at any time. That's the cool thing. We can stop it at any time. You can try this anytime. When you notice you're unhappy about something, just stop and put it in one of those three categories. If it's in no control, ask yourself why you're upset about it. Ask yourself what you're going to do about it. Ask yourself what purpose your upset is serving. And see what happens when you just simply accept the things that that aren't your business. The things that are above your pay grade. The things that are not on your property in this life. See what happens when you just stop giving them time and energy because your time and energy isn't doing anything. If you sitting around worrying would fix global warming or the politics in this country or world, world starvation, world peace, any of that, I would say please, please, please worry about this 24 hours a day until it's right. But your worry ain't doing anything anyway. It's only making you less happy. And when you're less happy, you're also less effective. You're not out there doing things to help people. So when it's in that no control, let it go. If it's in that conditional control, make sure that your time and energy is going to the part of the equation that actually has something to do with you, the part of the equation that you can actually impact. And remember, you always have total control over your response. It's not always easy, but you you can train yourself to do that. Mindfulness, meditation, just living intentionally is a great way to train yourself to choose your response in every situation. That's where our real power lies. And that's, uh, that's from Viktor Frankl. It's the guy who, he, you know, he came up with his whole philosophy in the concentration camp that killed his family. He was slated to die, I think, like literally the day before, he would, like the day after the Allies came, he was supposed to be liquidated, as they called that, as they called eliminating, like killing human beings, they called it liquidating them, you know? And so if he can live by that philosophy in that environment, I got no business saying I can't live by it in my own life. That would be some ridiculous entitlement for me to think he can do it, but I can't in my cushy day-to-day privileged existence, in my non-concentration camp existence. So I taught the that Your Anxiety Toolbox class this last Saturday, and it went really well. I'm actually more excited about it now. Um, I, I got some good feedback on things I can improve. I've added some resources, and I'm going to do it again, so I'll keep you all in the loop about that. But I really was excited. It reminded me how much I like teaching. It reminded me that I'm good at teaching people And so I'm going to start putting some time and energy into that because I think that is a way to help people is to create programs that maybe they could go through that help them address specific things in their lives. Right now, anxiety is probably one of the top things that need to be addressed. So I'll keep you in the loop. It was, it was super cool. I appreciate everybody who attended. It was, it was just a good experience all the way around. It was a little nerve wracking teaching like online and in person. I'm I'm not a real like tech oriented guy. So that took some work, but it was super cool. So that's it for this episode. I will talk to y'all in two weeks. In the meantime, focus on what you can control. Put it in one of those three categories. Total control, conditional control, no control. Respond accordingly and see what happens when you bring that kind of intention and purpose into your life 
and all the things that come your way. Until next time, take care of yourself, take care of everyone around you, be honest with yourself about the level of control you have, put your time and energy into the things you can actually have an impact on and see if that doesn't make the world a better place. I look forward to talking to you next time. Take care.